welcome back to another episode of uh, Less Than Popular. I am Amber. I'm Cooper. And today we are doing It's Later Now, the new EP by Shirley Temple, and I am very excited. Um, if you are not familiar with our podcast, we just talk about small band releases and sometimes do interviews, and this is going to be one of those interviews uh, episodes, and I'm really excited about it. How, how are you, Cooper? I'm all right, as you may tell by the nasaliness and gr- grizzliness of my voice. I have gotten the uh, the Carolina flu, is what we call it, otherwise known as my nose is really stuffy and I cough Aww. a lot. Also, I made that up. I don't know. I don't know what the Carolina flu oh. is. Is it is it ragweed season? Somebody told me that. Uh, yeah, ev- like I was in quantitative analysis today. And, like, any time the professor stopped lecturing, you could hear, like, five people sniffling. Yeah, I'm, like, kind of miserable. I also have, like, I'm, I'm, I have stuffy nose syndrome right now, and it (laughs) sucks. Yeah, me too. Uh, But the dulcet, the dulcet tones of your microphone, are, are you perhaps recording from finer software this evening? I, I am indeed. I'm hopefully going to be able to record on this software every time, but that is not a guarantee. Yeah. So... But so I will try my hardest for just the wild differences in the quality of our yeah. audio. So while while Amber's so audio sorry. continuously improves by their just very good software, I uh, my my grace, I've been gargling gravel. Oh, okay. Shall we shall we begin talking? Let's about start the album. It's later now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not an album. It's an EP. Which, uh. You asked for clarification on earlier. Um, yeah. Cooper does not know the difference between an EP and did, an LP. Did and I am not. going to did not. I had to explain it. Um, I am going to say for the record, an EP it stands for um, extended play, and LP stands for. Do you remember what LP stands for? Long play. Yeah, it's Which like I have to. So that's bullshit. It's stupid. Long and yeah, extended are the same fucking thing. Okay, you're correct. However. <laughs> Um, an LP is typically longer and more cohesive and EPs are usually shorter and a way for a band to either get their sound or release songs that they didn't want to make into a full, you know, fully realized album. So that's the difference. This is not an album. This is an EP. Everyone but me knew that, Amber. Everyone knows the difference except for me. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, but it's called It's Later Now and it's by Shirley Temple. And wow, like I really like this EP. Like I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, I think... These guys actually came up on my uh, Spotify recommended a little while ago because I recognize the name and some of the oh, the their older songs from twenty. Yeah. Oh wait, it's it's still from twenty. Well, they re-released from earlier. Yeah, no, they had Skeleton Shark Shark Jaw was yeah. their other EP and it was released before twenty nineteen. I don't know the exact year, but then they remastered it, I believe. Ah, I see. Yeah, and then they re-released it, and now it's all cool and good. It's all cool um, and good. But let's talk about this EP. Yeah. I, so first, my first impression was the art, the EP art is very cool. It's very interesting. It's like water and people floating around in the water or something like face down. And it has yeah. this like, this sense of like, kind of like death Without or whatever. people being dead in a pool. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool. And also like the colors on it are very interesting. Like, I, I just really appreciate the aesthetic of the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um about the actual music like i think wallace and grimace as an intro as an opener was a very good indicator of what's to come and Mm -hmm. i especially like the intro of that song yeah um i i really liked 
you know, it, it's an emo record. It's a DIY record. <laughs> or not record. EP. Record. I'm going to have to keep correcting myself. Stop. It's my mixtape. <laughs> this is my mixtape. It's called It's Later Now. Um, no. But it's it's very it's very quality. I really love um, the guitar work in this EP. Like, oh, yeah. It, it was definitely, I would say for the most part, um, more instrumentally focused. And, like, the vocals were like an accent more than mm-hmm. like you know like a focal point sure. which is not you know it, it's something that we've seen before but i really like the way it was done here and i also like how um you know there's a difference in vocals like one song like wallace and grimace is a little less um intense vocally than enough or fortune 420k which we'll talk about later like those have some screams in them and it's uh i i just like really like it uh, I think the intro, like, it's very emo. And yeah. all, the songs in general are very emo. And we all know I'm a huge emo fan. Like, <laughs> I love emo music. That's why I love this EP. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to talk about it at the end, but since you mentioned it, uh, the guitar work, especially at the beginning of the songs, is very good. The, the, all of their songs typically open with a pretty extended guitar riff while the drums take a backseat, as opposed to the rest of the songs, which are really rhythm heavy and uh, and vocal heavy. Uh, they have a they have a uh, pr- not predictable is the wrong word it, like it's consistent a consistent mm, structure mm-hmm. to their songs that's different than a lot of bands that I'll talk about more later um, after we cover some more songs um, that is unique to them it's pretty cool I I love yeah. the guitar riffs at the beginning are, of every song are pretty are pretty neat and memorable I oh man I I'm just gonna be gushing about this the entire time I feel. <laughs> I wanted to talk about at the end of Wallace and Grimace. This is my favorite song on the album. Uh, at the end of it, um, they I liked the syncopation with the like da 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 da. Something about you is da keeping me yep, up yep. at night. That's so good. Anyways, we can move. on I to love that too. That was really really so good. good. I love. It it reminds me of a bit of um, Swordfish and the way that they deliver uh, some of their more intense lines. They yeah. repeat it a little bit, or they 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 you know it's accentuated in a way that it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Not necessarily where it's like catchy, but it just like resounds with you and stays stuck with you. So the next song is enough, which the vocals take a little bit of a difference because um, the guitarist bassist John, who we are going to interview. Uh, Wait, they're both the guitarist and the bassist? Yeah, they do guitar, bass. uh, I think they switch off. Um, And then they did the vocals on this track. And I really liked the vocals on this track. It was very intense, you know, screaming. um, Different than Wallace and Grimace, but very good. For sure, for sure. I I would argue I like this song maybe a bit better than Wallace and Grimace, but I do still love Wallace and Grimace. Yeah, this will highlight the differences in our music tastes. Um... I really am not a big fan of scream singing. I'm not saying it's not unique and pe- the people who do it aren't talented. I just, like, I can't, I can't relate to yeah. it. I don't like it that much. Um, Understandable. I, uh, about this song, though, the guitar break after the first chorus is really simple. It's just, like, four chords played, like, staccato over and over again for several measures. Um, and while that sounds boring, but it's done in a really interesting way. The drummer, which I'll talk about more later why I love them, does a really good job of keeping this seemingly boring part of the song really interesting and complex. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any thoughts on the floral wallpaper in your bedroom? Yeah, why'd they count to five if the song's in 4-4? Four, four? 
he goes like one two three know. four five and then it's in four sorry that was probably loud you maybe it's probably a joke that. um that might be maybe, a, that maybe might be a, a joke. joke i don't have I much don't else know. to say than that if we have no other thoughts about that i would like to move on to fortune 420k because okay. that's my favorite track on this album okay i think it has a good balance between regular singing and scream singing um in a way that honestly this track and some other stuff like reminded me of xd gale of darkness by origami angel that's a song um and in general this ep kind of reminded me of if origami angel and free throw had a baby and i mean that in the best (laughs) way possible um i i yeah i think this is this song is definitely it resounded with me the most there's like a line where it's like i'm okay tell myself every day and i'm like oh hell yeah yeah that was a good part that was a good part like i really enjoyed that i don't know i don't have that much to say about it i don't like the i don't like the breakdown on this song that much that's not to say it's bad i just it's not it's the drum is like they do like a march drum and then some uh one two three four like on beat guitar Mm -hmm. chords and that's just not uh not my favorite in songs but you know it's all right maybe it's just me but i didn't i genuinely like and this isn't me saying i'm a better person than you or whatever (laughs) but i had no issue with pretty much anything on the cp like i I, it was a very very solid very solid release i think yeah like the ep Um, especially together viewed from like like a top-down perspective if that makes sense like looking at it cohesively i think all the songs Mm -hmm. really complement each other and like the style is consistent and diverse in a way that makes this ep as a as a whole really interesting and i like a lot of the songs on it um it's just like some individual parts of songs that aren't my favorite um yeah just personally do you so this will open a dialogue between you and i yeah this is an emo release yes do you so is this like i i don't really understand your entire opinion on emo as a genre like how how do we feel give me i want to know your verdict on okay verdict on emo from cooper it really depends on the band but sometimes i feel that uh the complexity in cordage i don't that's not a word is, that is lacking <laughs> um i don't actually experience in that i have more notes on the end but i think their their chord usage is is a lot more creative than a lot of emo bands um and the uh sort of rhythm of the singers gets a little bit droning they like to they like to stay in four and da, 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 a lot of the time um which drones a little bit sometimes just this is emo as a whole this isn't about this band um but like the way that they keep usually keep instrumentals on the background to allow the singer to portray a message i do appreciate a lot another thing in general about emo bands is a lot of them sing in their nose if you know what i mean they sing closer to their throat than in their chest i personally think singing down lower in your chest and your lungs sounds better um but that's a personal preference thing a lot of the time so I don't dislike emo. I do listen to some emo bands um, less than I listen to some other genres. Uh, but yeah, the, it, just like sort of parting the curtain a little bit. Amber listens to, you could probably guess, a lot more emo than I do. I listen <laughs> to a lot more folk punk. Um, I'm also super into jazz. We just don't really ever talk about it on this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my like take on podcast emo. Is, yeah, like this podcast is like a... a, a a compromise between you and I. It really is. I could bring jazz if you want. <laughs> no, please don't bring jazz. I have I a whole jazz. I have a whole funk album for you. 
I please, please don't. It's do on that my to back me. burner. Please Let's move don't on. Do that to me. Yeah, moving on from Fortune 420. Uh, Brooklyn Supreme. I think this is my second favorite song. And again, this highlights the differences between mine and Amber's preferences. Um, the guitarists, and, and I was talking about this earlier with just talking about emo in general. Uh, the guitarists and the dissonant chords at the beginning of the song are um, a lot more creative than a lot of uh, emo chords use. And they're pretty. They're still pretty basic, but they're just sort of outside the general scope of the basic four chords that a lot of emo bands use. Um, and it makes for a really interesting introduction. I do like the vocals in this song, and it highlights the singer in this song actually uses a lower timbre, and by lower I don't mean lower notes, although that they do that do that a little bit, um, but like deeper into their chest than up in their throat, which I strongly appreciate, because um, I, again I just think it sounds better. Yeah, that's the end of this album. Is it's that song. an EP. <sighs> They're different. <sighs> that brings us to the end of this EP. We are now going to interview john from shirley temple i'm very excited whoa whoa yeah well you know cut we'll be there hey welcome to the call john john is the guitarist slash bassist slash singer on one songs on this album it's an ep position is reversed cowgirl it's an ep (laughs) for the love of god anyway this is the third time i've called it an album okay well we'll have an album soon enough yeah which you know we'll wait for excitedly but yeah, so so this is John. John is here. John is from Shirley Temple. And we are going to talk to John about It's Later Now by Shirley Temple. Crazy concept. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Cooper, you can actually go first if you would like. Oh, okay. I have the f- most boring first question. I was curious about how y'all came together, like met, and what inspired the band to start. I'm too far away from my mic. That's so funny. I was in my car driving home from work about 30 minutes ago, and I was like, man, I are either of them going to ask me how we met? Because I don't remember. <laughs> and so my, my whole drive home, I was like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> okay, how did we meet? And I'm, I came to story. the conclusion. I remember. It's a little sketchy, but I remember. Okay. So. Are you going to tell us? It, yes. In November... Or October or December. Late 2016, I went to this show for this band that has since broken up. It was this local band called Goldberg. That's not relevant now. It will be later. <laughs> okay. okay. And, uh, God. F- fast forward, like, three months, early 2017. There was this, like, Twitter mutual I kind of had. And she was like, hey, like this tweet if you want to be in a group chat. We're all lonely on this app. Let's make friends. <laughs> And I like the tweet. I get this DM and it's like, oh, send me your phone number. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know what? My phone number. And uh, I get added to this group chat. And, uh, you know, everybody's super nice. Everybody's like chill, everything. And then we all like start talking. And I've actually become like really close friends with like a lot of these people actually through this. And one of them just happened to be our drummer. And uh, there was another person in the group chat actually. And they were like, oh, y'all play music. Let's start a band. And we were like, okay. And then they just, like, gave up. So it was me and our drummer left. And the person whose idea initially was, was, like, they just gave up. And that band was going to be called Sweet Pine. And we never did anything except name ourselves. (laughs) And then Shirley Temple began in about March of 2017. We played our first show late spring, early summer. It was... I don't remember who else played. I remember our first show was with Jack Senf under the name Boy Rex. Mm. Um, 
and then later that year i want to say like september maybe we played a house show uh and about a month before that the guitarist of goldberg had hit us up and we were a two-piece and he was like hey i know i play guitar in goldberg but do y'all need a bassist and we were like yeah why not i mean that might be cool and uh so he came to like one practice and then we were like yeah let's play a show and so we played a house show and it was like i think of it as the worst show we've ever played like (laughs) honest to god we did like a ceremony cover uh we did like two other covers then we did our first two original songs which like we keep buried in a Google. Drive. Oh my god! We keep them buried in a Google That's Drive folder. You can't just say there that. Are only, there are only six people in the world who have heard those songs recorded. Holy crap! Um, and uh, that show was awful, and we took a break from shows for like two months, and then we were like, "Oh wait, let's play another show, and let's <laughs> ask Bryson to do it again because that one was awful, and I feel like we should give like this another chance." Then we did. And we wrote, like, another song before that show, which actually ended up being, I want to say it was Skater Rosa, and uh, it was sick, and everybody, like, started to love us, and we were like, yeah, cool, this is it, we'll do this, I guess. <laughs> nice. Like, you got such, like, an ego boost, it's just like, oh, guess we're the best band, and we need to record oh, yeah. together. <laughs> Why? Absolutely. Why is... This isn't one of my recorded questions. I just need to know why is Shirley Temple America's favorite child your namesake? Uh, it sounds cool. We talked about this like six months ago as a band. None of us remember. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> like it's two questions in a row. It seems like memory loss is a is a is a. No, I threat. remember how yeah. we met, but like we, I think we were just like spitballing names originally when it was a two piece, and. I played guitar and I actually sang the first two songs, well, one of the first two songs, and uh, celebrity pun names were like the it thing. <laughs> oh at yeah, that Michael point Sarah Palin. And I was like, hey, 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 I'm short and I have red hair. Let's do this. <laughs> oh my I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. And then it just so happened reason. that our bassist Bryson is shorter than I am, but also has red hair. And so we were like two short redheads and one really tall brunette why not <laughs> amazing nice i love that for you guys like while we're on like i guess the topic of like you know you guys like roles in the band and stuff you scream on enough please just talk about I, it because i yes. thought it was so cool <laughs> like so did you the original sorry do you have like no go for it any like did you just kind of like do it? Cause like, I know like some people have like training or like look up YouTube tutorials or whatever. And some people just like do it. Like what was like, Oh, you know um, what? I'm going to scream on this track. Uh, I've always been into like that kind of music. Like before I was into like DIY and emo and stuff, my favorite brands were like bring me the horizon and like all that old quality like, 2014, like metal core <laughs> type stuff. Uh and so I've always just been like, yeah, I want to scream. I feel like that'd be cool. Um, and originally, I screamed the chorus of Summer's Cool. But at the time we wrote that, I wasn't... A, it was the fourth song I had ever written. So I wasn't like really... I didn't have a knack for singing and playing at the same time. So it didn't really work out. And, uh, you know, by the time the ball got rolling and we got to ep2 when we were writing that song we had originally wrote it 
for me screaming the entire song. Oh, wow. And um, we decided, no, let's do something more dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so it ended up having, like, that crazy, like, super aggressive intro into a less aggressive, like, rest of the song. We feel like it's a really good, like, oh, oh? Yeah. Type type song. But um, I definitely think in the future there will be more of my vocals. But... I just kind of like full sent it. We got in the studio. I drank one orange soda that morning. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, <clears throat> I was just like, we were all. We woke up at like ten o'clock. We went to McDonald's. I ate a McGriddle. I drank an orange soda, and uh, we recorded vocals. And then I was like, hang on, hang on, I'm gonna do this right now. And it was just like a full <laughs> send, and that was it. And that's like the whole story. Is there we just like, is there something it was just about like a podcast? What? Pause the is podcast. There a, is there a method? Is there a method to screaming that involves drinking orange soda and eating a McGriddle? <laughs> uh, the orange soda thing is just like I really like orange soda. The uh, can crack on the beginning of Fortune 420K, the single for it's later now, is a uh, sunkissed. Oh my god! <clears throat> oh my what? god! Because I noticed like, that. I was like, we ran out of Lacroix. So oh no! I don't understand what what is what is soda have to do with screaming no it's just like a drink nothing it's just like my pre-show oh, ritual is okay. like a fanta orange, or orange a white cherry gatorade Amazing. that's like those are like <laughs> my go-to's good lore. those this are is, my go-to's this is my segue into talking about uh chatterbot because lex on twitter lex of chatterbot records was talking about eating a mcgriddle i believe right <laughs> like today or yes. yesterday and like you just said that you like what is with Chatterbot and McGriddles, and then that's my my segue into talking about the pre EP release, <laughs> um, like the day before the EP dropped. Uh, Lex made a video of like ten reasons you should listen to It's Later Now, right? Mm -hmm. And I was watching it, and I was like, Lex was like, the riffs are good, and I was like, you know what? Like you're right, like. <laughs> um, <laughs> But also, like, a more solid question is, uh, Lex mentioned, like, you guys like video games, that you're not a weed ba band, but you are a video game band. Um, are you, are you, are you part of that? What are, do you like video games? I let, really quick side note, I, uh, I don't enjoy smoking weed anymore. Don't, uh, don't partake in the kind. Yeah. I don't, I'm cool with whoever wants to enjoy it. Our drummer, Big Gas big gas yeah <laughs> um our bassist uh he's also chill on that um everyone but you but basically well our bassist doesn't smoke but he's just like cool with it yeah. same boat as me uh with video games our drummer i don't know that they're into video games besides like skate 3 like our ch like childhood games like black ops 2 like what everybody <laughs> played in middle school with the xbox 360 type stuff yeah um bryson bassist bryson Yu-Gi-Oh chavez bryson Yu-Gi-Oh chavez there's a story behind that one uh we'll get to i that. could talk about it if you would like but uh um, later uh bryson he's a weeb for sure <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right delete the podcast yeah i think lex kidding. also I'm mentioned not... that you guys are weebs but like in a cool way yeah we yeah anime is cool anime is tight as we fuck <laughs> but uh I'm not, I genuinely don't know Bryson's stance on video games. Um, I know I'm, I enjoy playing video games, but like CSGO, I play Zelda, 
Minecraft always fucking goes hard. Yep. Who doesn't yeah. love oh, a good I've Minecraft? I've been swearing. Is that cool? Yeah, you're allowed to oh, swear. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Nah, watch your fucking language, <laughs> No, this Sorry. whole thing is just a series of bleeps because you won't shut the fuck up about the curse words. <laughs> I can't show this to my family because of how much I, I say I wouldn't show it to my family anyway. Fair enough. Anyways. Um, uh, yeah, I would say overall, we're a very pro video game band, pro anime. <laughs> as well but because we're I don't at an anime know. opening yet i d- <laughs> we do not have an anime opening oh that's sad you should while we are on the topic of lex also in that video this is the last point i have to say about it um she said something it seems as though there's some beef about your band being called uh, uh defined as sparkle punk is that wrong <laughs> like is there a problem um. I don't know that there's necessarily beef. I think it's one of our band tags just to, like, get our name more out there. Because we are kind of adjacent to, like, I think the first band that started calling themselves was, like, Commander Salamander. Like, the first band yeah. that called themselves Sparkle Punk. Really? I didn't even and, know that. Uh, I love Commander Salamander. Love Claudio. Love Liam. Love Nando. Um, I think we just had that in there to, like, because we're adjacent and it was just, like, trying to get our name out. So it was a tag on the band. And so it automatically just put it as a tag on the EP. Yeah. And uh, Lex originally was going to put like, oh, they're not, they don't call themselves Sparkle Punk, so you should listen to them. And then it was there and Lex was like, uh, I got to make a, I got to make this work in the video somehow. And so that's where that <laughs> bit came from. I don't think there's any real beef though. Got it. I, I mean, I feel like Sparkle Punk is just like, my personal opinion on the word and like genre of sparkle punk it's so like cute like i just like the fact that it's called sparkle punk like i don't see why there's like if you guys were to call yourself sparkle punk like it's cute and fine <laughs> but whatever it's a great definition for bands that uh kind of bridge the gap between like chuggy and twinkly yeah 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 it's like you can't call yourself twinkle emo you also can't call yourself like hardcore or like heavy or anything because you still got the twinkles it's like sparkly but it's also got like the punk influence yeah the roots. I, i've seen right uh, like twinkle daddy as a subset of sparkle punk on r slash emo oh yeah and oh yeah a twinkle daddy is a name i don't agree with <laughs> um, i think it's kind of hilarious it is i'm hilarious. not sure it's a great descriptive factor i yeah i would i would be inclined to agree with you honestly but like it's still cute and funny i guess but also like i've mentioned to people like someone would be like oh what what is this or whatever i'd be like oh this genre this genre and i guess twinkle daddy and they'd be like excuse me what and i'd be like um (laughs) sorry (laughs) but the only band i would ever say could be called twinkle daddy as an adjective would be like algernon kidwallader well for sure they call listen i'm basing like this not completely off of r slash emo but i am reciting what r slash emo says and that was mom jeans also uh was considered Mm. twinkle daddy but Mm -mm. no cool so we've spent a whole three minutes talking about the word twinkle all right we'll move on from this discourse to a different discourse um Uh. (laughs) no i'm just kidding um uh i have another question so this ep seems like pretty cathartic like i feel like a lot of and also on your band camp i saw like the description was like yeah we're just like kind of sad and we made like an ep about it like how like was this (laughs) 
<laughs> was this cathartic for you? Like, how did you feel uh, about making this? Personally, I think the instrumentals show our growth a lot as musicians, especially when you look at like a song like Wallpaper with tapping with a lot uh, more complex rhythms than something like Cloud Strife, which is very yeah. simple, uh, very straightforward. I think that shows our progression. And a lot of it is when we wrote a lot of the songs on our first EP, I was 16. Our drummer was 17 oh or 18. And uh, Bryson, I don't know, he's 22 now. So he was probably like 20 when that happened. Uh, and now I'm 19. Our drummer is 20. Don't hate me if I get that one wrong. <laughs> uh, and Bryson's 22. So we're all like, we've had life happen since yeah. then. The lyrics are very much about that. Growing up, <laughs> finding your place in the world. Like Bryson uh, moved away. He lives about an hour away now. Works a full-time job. Oh, I'm going wow. to school. Working a full-time job now, 40 hours a week, Damn. 12 units at the school. Jesus Christ. Uh, our drummer just moved out. They live in their own house now with their partner. Um, I think that's, like, a lot of what it's growing up. It's, like, what it's about is, like, growing up, finding your place in the world, how to cope with life, how to cope with everything that happens, you know, within that, um, or how not to cope, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a coming-of-age album. Definitely. EP. That's, I mean, that also ties into the title, too. It's later now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was yeah. at first. Tied it back around. Honestly, at first, the title, I was like, is this, like, all-time lows? Don't panic. It's longer now. And also, then I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, let me think about it for a second. And then, like, when you actually, think about it, is that actually, like. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on air, but that album title ep title came from ryland higi of origami angel uh it was their idea and i think it was originally supposed to be a gummy uh release title oh really but they like when they said that to me when ryland had said that i was like oh yeah no that's ours now that's it that's the one we're using for sure 100 percent. so you stole it it was given to us. Okay. If yeah. Ryland gets mad at me, I'm so sorry, Ryland. <laughs> I, I, I have another one. <coughs> this yes. is something I noticed about the patterns of the songs that I thought was worth noting because I, I don't hear it that often. I, I wanted to inquire if there was a reason. The yes. songs seem to be often, on this AP, uh, dif divided into three distinct parts. The opening is uh, typically instrumental highlighting guitarists. The middle is the rhythms seem to take a background to the singer um, and then close to the end the rhythms pick back up again and the singing is a little usually a little more intense or maybe it's sometimes not present like on a couple of these is there a reason the songs are sort of split up into three sections like that the, 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 each section is really distinctly different that is a really great um observation i we I don't think we've ever written songs for the sake of being on an EP. I think when we write our songs, we write them for the sake of being standalone songs, and then we f try and figure out which ones work best together. Uh -huh. When we were writing that, I think it was just like, oh, this would be a cool intro. This would be a cool intro. And then when it was getting mixed and mastered, actually, I don't remember if it was Ryland who did the production or if it was... Trevor Hilton, who plays in a band called Private Coast, shout out Private Coast, he did the recording and the engineering, 
uh it was one of them and they were like well, every song starts like really slow mm. and i yeah. was like huh, yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean like it's, it's it's not a bad thing it's a sound you know yeah everyone has a sound and it's yours shit slaps yeah i think like wallace and grimace was originally supposed to be on skeleton shark jaw our first ep uh, but we just felt it didn't uh-huh. fit, and we ended up writing Cabo San Lucas yeah. and putting that on there instead. Oh, I think we just I write see. for the sake of writing and then figure out later, which is kind of just our okay. process. All right, so on a, another serious note, like, when making this EP, did you have any... You said that, like, you kind of made the songs, like, as standalone, like, you know, their own things, but did yeah. you have any inspirations that you, like, looked towards when you were crafting them, like... Who, who, who did you look towards for inspiration? Um, honestly, not trying to sound conceited by any means. I looked towards myself. I looked at our first album. Uh, when we went into the studio to record It's Later Now, we had yet to re-record Skeleton Sharkjaw. And uh, so just that really awful quality, somewhat out of tune version of our first EP was like really haunting as like man that was the first thing we ever did uh i kind of like my whole goal was to just make something that would blow that first release absolutely out of the water yeah no that's like valid and that's Um, why like when you look at cloud strife or xanadu the riffs are really short really fast not like a ton of feeling there is some but when you compare that to like wallpaper enough yeah uh, the chorus of Wallace and Grimace I was just trying to outdo myself honestly I feel like that's like kind of important though because like that's how you grow you know as like a musician is like you look at what you did in the past and then you know you try to not necessarily you know like not to demean yourself in the past or whatever but like just to see can I do better you know Oh, absolutely I stand by and probably always will stand by the fact that the original version of skeleton shark jaw um is not worth listening to oh well <laughs> oh my god that's that is so it's pretty sad wow. it might be overcritical, but just the work ethic we had the standards that we held ourselves to the importance that we thought our music had in our lives was just so non-existent yeah. compared to what it is now and you guys were a lot younger too like oh yeah we that's, recorded that's it crazy. they were babies we that's recorded like it in uh the summer of 2018 but we had written it i think late 2017 early 2018 yeah wow um can we uh talk about quantum physics yo uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke for nobody we were talking about this before we recorded but uh, okay so to preface no, literally this, john wait, wait john was like can i come on your podcast and talk about quantum physics and i was like yes of course so like this is part of the deal like we have to talk about this it. is part of the deal all right um the request that i made about f- talking about physics stems from the fact that i'm taking a stellar astronomy class at my college which is like astronomy but on the scale of the entire universe in its entirety not just like the solar system so it gets me like really existential and the day we had talked about that we talked about like the big bang the starting of the universe 
dimensions and i was like i wrote this existential rant and then when we were talking about the podcast i was like can can i talk about this please (laughs) (laughs) can i please have a space for my words to be heard (laughs) the only thought that i really think is like crazy looking back on this rant full of absolute gibberish is everything we know means like absolutely nothing and it's all incorrect on every level because like we only know things in the third dimension but there are more it's like if you lived on a piece of paper if you lived in two dimensions and you tried to describe the third dimension you couldn't it's like physically mentally impossible like your brain could not conceptualize that so that's like what anything outside the third dimension is for us and so i just think it's crazy that like everything we know means absolutely nothing is and is like completely false I'm not going to get into an argument about this. Bruh. Okay, well, yeah, don't get into an argument, but I think oh, regardless wait, do you if a, you... Do you have a rebuttal? I really want to hear it. Uh, I just rebuke the the claim of people who are learning about astrophysics and quantum physics and, and uh, higher dimensions that these definitions of dimensions are arbitrary because we created oh, them. Oh, absolutely. So that doesn't mean that everything's useless. We're viewing things through our own scope and that's all we can that's do. That's very true. So like, but when like I agree with what you're saying cuz like when people say like, "Oh, the fourth dimension is time." It's like, "Well, time is a construct of what we know." Oh, hold on. Well, no, time, time is, is real. A, yeah. Time is a dimension. Ta- time as we perceive it is fake. Time as a yeah, concept yeah, yeah. that if it if we were to somehow escape our human like perception scope like how we view anything time would exist but probably not the way like definitely not the way that we look at time right now yeah things, no for movement mass and for movement mass and energy to exist time has yes to exist. things would happen and time would exist but like not as we know it like when they say like yeah yeah for oh, sure oh you know the big bang happened 14 point whatever 13.9 billion years ago it's like ah yeah you could say that you could say that <laughs> Yeah, it's just like shit's kind of crazy. I can never wrap my head around like literally any of this, but I will say like I'll be sitting on my bed like, you know, three in the morning, whatever, just thinking about like shit, man, like everything I know is fake kind of like in a way because uh, objectivity is literally impossible and there's no way in any capacity I will ever be able to escape that. Yeah. But also... Like, who cares, though? You know, like, 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 if you can't change it, like, we're never going to escape our realm of our perception. Like, you might as well just, like, continue, you know, trying to find out more shit and, like, learn more shit. And, like, you know, that's all you can do. What you said about, like, how objectivity is, like, pretty much impossible. Because I read an article on, like, this theory, whatever thing called, like, Occam's Razor. If there are, oh, yeah. Yeah, if there are more than one possible answers to anything, you will automatically assume that the one closest to your, like, preconceived notions of anything, you automatically assume, like, that one's true, even if it's not. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's, everything um, is crazy always. Yeah, everything is crazy always. And I think that's a good note to end on, is just that everything is crazy <laughs> always. I, I can agree with that one. Uh, so we just recorded a music video as of recording we recorded it like two days ago uh, and we edited the whole thing 
in my room we recorded it all in one day it took about six hours uh it's pretty good it's pretty funny it's pretty goofy we tried to go for like something not too serious but to have a music video out there to set the stage for uh, our next music video which is going to be super serious and have like a really in-depth plot we're really looking forward to filming that one but yeah the music videos for wallace and grimace uh check it out thank Let's you thank out. you for being on the podcast Absolutely. again thank you for having me oh thank you for talking about quantum physics with us everything's crazy <laughs> always so yeah go if you haven't heard it already you should definitely go stream Shir- uh, shirley temple's ep um it's later now we literally just spent an entire episode on it so if you didn't listen to it yet what are you doing go do that now um but yeah so this has been less check than- out their music video that comes sorry yeah no check out their music video it, it's it's out right now as like you know you're hearing yeah. this and it's out I, I apologize that this episode is late once again. Things just didn't work out. I was out of town and then I was sick. Um, We're having a hard I time. I think if it's, we really are. I, I think if it's okay with Amber, we might try to get one out next week yes. to sort of accommodate for the miss, missed episode. Um, but after that, we'll try to stay on our every other week Saturday schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you have EPs or albums, just releases in general that you want us to talk about on the show. Um, you can email us at, at uh, podcasts at gmail.com or you can DM us on our Twitter, which is LTPpod on Twitter. It's, it's LTP as in less than popular and then pod as in podcast. Um, you should follow us there if you're not already. It, you know, it helps us a lot. Uh, you know, like we really appreciate your support. Um, I am Amber. I'm Cooper. And we'll see you next time.